What's up, basketball fans? You're tuned in with Spitting Hoops. It's May 30th, 2017. I'm Andy. I'm joined here by Matt. It's finals basketball. You know I'm not complaining. Oh, yeah. My favorite time of the year. It's like Christmas and summertime. Favorite time of the year? Yeah, it is like Christmas and summertime, but it's better than Christmas because somebody always wins. Oh, it lasts longer for sure. Yeah. So, are you happy about the rubber match? I... I think it's interesting. I want to see that if it goes further than the three years. Further than three years. Yeah. It's never even done three. This is the first time three happened. I see the, all right. But I would just want to see how long it could go because uh, earlier I thought it was quite funny. Maybe it's because they are in different conferences. And uh, when they do meet up, you know, Golden State's pretty dominant in regular season. My point being is that Golden State doesn't see Cleveland as much. And Steph Curry made a comment that he doesn't see it as a rivalry. Oh, he sees it as a rivalry. You he can, says that on media, yeah. but it's silly to you even know, entertain Every that. one of them. Even KD, because KD got beat in the past, and he, LeBron's, he's kind of always been in LeBron's shadow. Well, so everyone, that's a rivalry, too. So right. Golden State is a rival. KD's a rival. Right. Absolutely. So, and I'm happy that this is all coming... But you know I wanted to see the Spurs. Yeah. I want to see Spurs-Cavs. As much oh, as I love LeBron... I like watching Spurs do what they do against LeBron and just kind of systematically. So you like the rubber band match or no? I like the rubber match. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's see. Best of three. Someone's coming on top and winning this three final series right here for sure. And whoever does, you kind of have to give them props that they are the best team over the last three years. But they show up next year too though, right? Do they show up next year? We'll see. I mean, you've heard about... uh, Chris Paul may be signing with the San Antonio Spurs. I've the heard Spurs that. are interested. Yeah. He's interested. I mean, that'd be a, that'd be a monster team. Chris Paul, Marcus. You think that, that addition? Yeah, they'd have to move someone around. They'd Something. have to move some kind of contracts around to make it happen. But that could definitely spark a good. Uh, yeah, it might not be combo. A, it might not be an as easy of a path next mm-hmm. year for the for the uh, Golden State Warriors if the right. Spurs have Chris Paul all of a sudden. Sure. So, I don't know. I mean, nothing's set in stone. And we don't know what's going to happen to the Cavs next year, either. They have a couple role players with contracts up. The core is pretty much locked up for the next four or five... Not four or five years, I'm sorry. <laughs> One or two seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for this one, I'm happy. I, want, I Now that it's here, I'm happy. I'm I would excited. have rather seen it be Spurs-Cavs. But, yeah, I'm excited, too. How uh, could you not be? I'm excited because, A, it's finally finals. Finals, yeah, that's the Finals. obvious reason to be excited. Um, it's always exciting. And, and it's two great teams. One being a complete monster regular season team inexperienced in the in the playoffs and finals to uh, what LeBron brings to the table. But that's only one person, LeBron. So, um, you know, they definitely have Golden State, a very strong combo. Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, you know. They got, oh, yeah. they, got, they got three players that are just monstrous. Their third scoring option, Clay Thompson, has scored more points than anybody in a quarter. Yeah, exactly. Your third exactly. option has scored more points than anybody in a single quarter. Your third option is considerably the first or second best shooter on the planet. You know, I don't think anyone would argue he's not a top three shooter on the planet, but realistically, I could argue he's the best shooter on the planet and he's your third scoring option. That's nuts to think about. Sure, and to think about what Cavs got, what Kevin Love, Kevin Love, a little more versatile than Clay Thompson, possibly, but 
maybe not. Well, not as far as like defense goes, that's for sure. Right. So I mean, for his position, he does an interesting thing. The way he can spread the floor and point being, I mean, knock down threes at a forty-seven percent, you know, rate. This playoff season, he's shooting forty-seven percent from three as your power yeah. forward. That's impressive. Averaging a double double. Pretty averaging nice. a double double. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Clay Thompson's not going to average double double, but that's stats. No, that's not. Yeah, well, yeah, that's those, not clutch those are, yeah, shots. Counting those stats. Aren't, um, so that being said, Clay Thompson, your third option, that's pretty huge. And then you know your fourth option being Draymond Green, who's just a great facilitator and defensive monster. And who could rotate up to even the third or second option at times during this series. He could even be the fifth and have Iguodala out there if they really wanted. Kevin Durant at power forward. Yeah. They could do so much with that with that team. Because really, three scoring options and they have two defensive players. Draymond so, and Iguodala, that'd be ridiculous. That, yeah, that is, that is ridiculous. So how much do you think Katie brings to the table? Like how much a extra a do lot, you think he gives them? A lot in both degrees that... It's positive and negative. Kevin Durant is a very influenced player, I think. I think he's very influenced by the emotions on the court. I think he's influenced by his teammates. And he's influenced by his own ego. Like when he, when he wanted that shot against Memphis and they lost. Because he, he just made that like super far back three. <laughs> and Draymond's chewing him out. So he brings a lot to the table. Positive and negative. Yeah, I think he does. Mostly positive. But what I'm wondering is, does LeBron have KD down? Does LeBron have KD's number, you know? Does he just know what KD is going to bring to the table every time? And if KD makes a tweak, it's because LeBron wanted him to make that tweak. You know, he's playing chess and KD's just going man to man. Because, I don't know. I saw the old finals and Kevin Durant... Was was one of the best players in the league that year, and uh, not that he didn't show up in those finals, but LeBron, and obviously it was you know the Miami Heat's first championship when they were performing really well, but he took them to school. He took a really good team full of an MVP, a future MVP, and two MVP candidates right now. You know, and. He made he made time. You remember we were watching it together. Oh, yeah. We watched the closeout game oh, yeah. together that series. I mean, that's you saw I, what happened. That's when I started learning the greatness of LeBron. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that's when you fell in love. <laughs> I uh, saw it happen. <laughs> uh, anyways, Kevin Durant, like I said, he can be influenced very easily. I think so. That in mind, sure, I think Kevin Durant could have a very t- hard time against LeBron James, but maybe Kevin Durant has matured. Through the movement. Yeah, I'd say for sure. Probably even before he made the move. So, mm, it's going to be tough. We're going to see. It's going to be fun. Because Kevin Durant has probably got something to show that he's Golden State Warriors. That could be a bad thing, though. Because this is a team that really, they're like, they're in a way like San Antonio Spurs. You know, they rely on movement, fast offense and defense they're all around team so they got to have every aspect of the game going and i think one slip up on offense could really just blow their rhythm and upset more than just one two three people yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah oh yeah there's gonna be you're, there's gonna be two or three other scoring options that are gonna be looking at him like dude what yeah what, what are you what are you doing what like, are you doing so but do you think he's really gonna fall down that path 
Mm. It's always a possibility, I guess. Sure. Now, with Draymond, I mean, he's at two Texas playoffs. What is the max? Seven? So seven is you, when you get one game suspension. You get to seven, then you get one game. So, so right. seven's the magic number. You're automatically mm-hmm. suspended after seven. I don't really see him getting five this series. That's not going to be an issue like it was last year. So, I mean, no one's really praising him for doing what he had to do, but he did it. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely brought down those texts. Brought him down to a reasonable number. He needed to. He was a very emotional player himself, and he seems to not have a whole lot of out-of-body experience or something because that <laughs> fool is not really realizing what his limbs are doing. Oh, so he, yeah. He, and he kind of plays the whole actor of, like, what do you mean? You know, he tried making those comments about Kelly Olenek, and when you look at Draymond Green, who was, like, 44 flagrant fouls. Oh, yeah, that was Kelly Olenek's got, like, I don't know, I don't even know Kelly Olenek's, like, seven but A lot less. Yeah, obviously like, way less. He also gets like, less I don't tips, mess with but... players like that. What do you mean, dude? You're the legitimately the dirtiest player <laughs> in the league currently. Probably. The, the dirtiest star, for sure. You yeah. know, definitely the dirtiest star. Like, sure, pulling Kevin Love's arm out. Which is You know, there's nothing wrong with a little dirty play. Like, I'm not saying, like, like, I don't like it. You certainly hate it when it happens to your team or the team you're rooting for. But if, you know, you got a guy who does a little dirty play every now and then, not super malicious and not, like, trying to take a guy out, but, you know, just something borderline questionable. Like, you kind of <laughs> want that guy in your corner, you know, who will walk Maybe. That, that line in the middle. And it would depend I mean, on what, what... Who's your favorite team right now? Who's my favorite yeah, team right, right now? now? Like, yeah, like, well, not like the superstar teams, like your favorite, like, fan favorite fun-to-watch team, but you're rooting for them and you, you really like the team. Uh, Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards, good pick. So if Draymond Green went to the Washington Wizards, you wouldn't be going like, oh, hell yeah, we just got Draymond. Like, <laughs> let's get a little party going. Like, Draymond just came to the Wizards. And, like, the Wizards already have Markeith Morris. I mean, he's not the cleanest player himself, you know. He's in the dirty player conversation. He for sure is. Yeah. He for sure is. So. But I, would you not be happy, you know? like Draymond Green on the Washington Wizards? You'd be happy. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I mean, I like Morris there more. If he wants to show up at the Suns, we actually kind of need the small forward, you know? We could we could welcome him with open arms here in Phoenix. Draymond. Draymond in the Suns. He'd never do that. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I won't be the first to buy the jersey, but I'll buy it, you know? like No? I would, yeah. Uh, so out of all these players here, I mean, which one of these guys that we kind of mentioned, and even all the guys we didn't mention, which, which of these guys has the most to lose? Like, does the, if they lose the finals, is it LeBron? Is it KD? Is it Curry? Could be Draymond, potentially. I mean, those four guys are really the only guys in the mix. Clay, I mean, they're kind of making him take a back role in this finals. So if they lose, it's not really, if the Warriors lose, it's not really that big of a deal for him as far as, like, how his reputation is, because they didn't really let him do... I mean, we're going to see what they let him do. LeBron's always going to be the person who has the most to lose if he loses. Because we've been talking He's about LeBron king. for over a decade, you know, and every, almost every day, any basketball fan talks about LeBron. And He's always compared to Michael Jordan, and it's just insane to always want to compare these players from different uh, eras. Especially before both their careers are completed. You know, after there's two complete careers in different eras, I think it would be easier to compare after two complete careers. Right. And and regardless, even if we're talking greatest players of all time, I would like to think if there's like a Mount Rushmore, which I think makes up five, 
LeBron would be there. The Mount Rushmore is yeah. four. Four. Regardless, he would be there. Oh, he's on my Mount Rushmore for sure. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Though. The best guy. Wherever the best position on Rushmore is, that's where LeBron. LeBron's going for me. Yeah. Right. So, um, Le- I think LeBron has the most to lose. I think Kevin Durant has the most to prove. Most like, approved, yeah, like, definitely, maybe most approved. Because he's got to prove it to Golden State Warriors that he's there for what reason he needs to be, and he probably just wants to prove to the world and Cavs that he couldn't, you know, beat LeBron, beat LeBron, beat LeBron. So, I can beat LeBron. Look at all my new friends. Look at all my new. Players. I have so many new friends. Yeah. It's like, where's yeah. Russell, man? He was pretty good, right? Yeah. Where's your old friends, like? Yeah, it's fine what KD did. I mean, he knows what to expect. A lot of cupcake posters, a lot of crying big heads, you know, a lot of... They're going to come out. The signs will be out. The posters will be out. Right. The chants will be out. I mean, KD might get it the hardest when he goes to Cleveland as far as from the crowd, from the Cleveland crowd. I believe that. I most definitely believe Draymond's that. probably actually going to get the hardest. Let's be real. Uh, Draymond's going to get it the hardest. But that just goes without saying. KD's going to get it the second hardest after Draymond as far as the wrath of the crowd goes. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you think this series is really going to go? I mean, I think it could be- go either way as far as I'm concerned, but I kind of have who I think is going to win and my reasons why. I was wondering if you are decided yet. We still have one or two days here before it starts Thursday night. What I can see happening is Golden State coming out strong and probably taking game one. And the momentum may be decided from there what happens in game two. But I, I, I really strongly believe that game one is just is going to be harsh for Cleveland and it's going to be a little defeating. But I think LeBron will do well and come back and and bring it back to the to the tempo they need, but I think game one's going to be really rough for Cleveland. Out of the gate, all the energy, all the emotion, you very well could be right about that. But I wouldn't be surprised if Golden State Warriors stalled a little bit, a little finals jitters. It's been a while since KD's been there. You know, all these guys are finals ready. I mean, not Darren Williams and not um, Kyle Korver, sure. but... Most of the key players on each team, you know, they were both just here. They know what's at stake. They know what's up. It's been a while since KD's been there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be nerves, I'd imagine. I, so, that could, you think that could cost them game one? Mm. No. No. I don't. I think, right. I think it's going to be some kind of false, maybe ego or confidence. Plus, it's it's a home game, and people in Golden State love Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They love them all. They love their Warriors. Well, they love their Warriors. I mean, it's easy to love a winner, though. You know, it's easy. Sure. But Kevin Durant's a loser. The Oracle Oracle (laughs) wasn't as packed five years ago when they were missing the playoffs. Six years ago. You know. Yeah. But I'd love that team, too, if they were my home team. But they're not. So, um. So, so you agree that possibly going to be tough game one? I think game one's going to be tough um, for Cleveland, but I think LeBron's going to get one of the two. I kind of feel game two just being a little more likely. Well, that's what I was trying to make my point, is that's where the deciding factor is game two from there. I think it's going to be the mo- either a momentum shift or it's going to be a, an uphill fight for Cleveland from there. Maybe chipping away at it, looking at it like in a large scale, like, oh, we got him down by 20. 
ten. And then maybe that next game is when they, they you know, they win by oh, a buzzer yeah. beater or something. Because it's and, it's gonna be tough. You know, I get you talking about the it, the it could the momentum could shift two different directions. It could either that game two could be pivotal, but if they lose that game two, which is one of the options you were kind of given there, they're gonna be up against this mountain. We kind of called it, but. They've been up against the worst mountain before just last year and overcome it. So they know they can overcome that again. You know, a 3-1 deficit. They overcame that last year. So 2-0 and they just lost to two road games. That's not that bad. They win the two home games, three-game series. But Best of seven. You the know, problem is... And, and LeBron's going to have that in mind that it's going to be a learning experience and he's probably just got to go out there and do what he does. Do what he does, yeah. Do what he does. I mean, one of the problems is now, though, the Warriors know the Cavs can come back from a three-game deficit. Or, you know what I'm saying? A 3-1. Yeah. Could be, so, like, it's a lot easier to do something when who you're trying to do it to doesn't know it can be done. Like, right. oh, this has never been done before in the finals. They were so confident. Yes. Probably even going into Game 7 saying it's never been done. Right. Why would it happen tonight? And then it happened. It happened. I love it. I'm happy. I'll be happy if the Cavs win again. Oh uh, yeah, I'd love I'd love to see the Cavs win. But we'll see. It's gonna be a tough matchup for them. You think it's gonna be a tough matchup for the Cavs? Yeah, yeah. The, the Cavaliers. Have you seen what they've been doing this playoffs? Oh yeah, I have. You have. I love it. I love seeing what the Cavs. Are. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm quite impressed. I mean, I've seen what the Golden State Warriors are doing too, and I'm impressed with them as well. But they got but... an easier road. Oh. The easiest road. Rudy Gobert going down. Yeah, which isn't the like you know that's the not worst, like the end. Yeah, Kawhi. It's not Kawhi going down. That's for sure. I feel so bad for the Spurs getting swept. <sighs> Might be time to move Lamarcus Aldridge. I mean, if they're talking about Chris Paul, then. Might be time that they uh, bring somebody else there to attract different talent. Maybe not for next year, but the year after. Maybe they start trying to build around Chris Paul, or they make something happen where they have a solid crew. Yeah, or if they the can gates. bring in Chris Paul, that's what I'm saying. Lose Marcus Aldridge, bring in Chris Paul. Yeah, and I mean maybe even keep Powell if you can get him on a little bit of a discount. You know, Powell and Dave and David Lee, uh, yeah. Dwayne Dedman. Yeah, keep keep Dwayne Dedman for, yeah, sure. for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. But uh, let's get let's get back to the series. Sorry, I. You know, I like the Spurs, too. I like to talk about them all night, but they are eliminated, so we'll talk about the people who are, you know... Still. Still around. Lair. Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of people who are still <laughs> around, last year, we had a pretty amazing shot from Kyrie. Oh, do you yeah. think? Do you think no matter what the outcome say, it's a tied series, six games, who do you have getting that last shot? Who do you think is going to be... Coming down because obviously it's on gonna, the game seven situation. Yeah, obviously, obviously, um, we have to look at both sides. Who's going to have the final shot for each side, and who gets the last possession? Reno is always going to be, you know, something that's happening in the moment. That's a that's a really tough decision. So I'm going to start with the Cavaliers. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Like, let's assume it's game seven, and the Cavaliers have a chance to win the 2017. NBA Finals. Yeah. I think it goes back to Kyrie. Kyrie. No question in my mind. No question in my mind. Now, 
if Kyrie in that moment has the presence of mind to realize all of a sudden the Golden State Warriors realize it's only going to Kyrie, because why wouldn't it go to Kyrie? And they're triple teaming him. Does it matter? Hopefully he can bail it out to right. a shooter. Right. I could see Kyle Korver winning the NBA Finals in a, in a situation like that. Kyle or if LeBron was maybe trying to... Maybe they <sighs> give it to LeBron, LeBron and you though. think LeBron's going to take the last shot. And he's yeah. doing, you know, he runs, drives into the lane, drives Kicks into the paint. Kicks it out. Collapses the defense, and then all of a sudden, whoops, you forgot about Kyle Korver. Similar old, like, Ray Allen situation. Or even J.R. Buckets. Yeah, but he trusted J.R. Smith with the last shot. Like, I do and I don't. It depends on how he's running. It depends on how he's running. If he's running hot, 100%. Get it to him. 100%. Don't waste any time. And then, if he's like... Two for 13, Dun- give no. it to him. Give it to him. Yeah, no, it to if him? he's two for 13, give it to him. What? Give it to him. But if he's just having an average game, don't give it to Buckets. That's what I would say. So if he's just, just like four of 10, yeah. don't do it. But if he's two of 13, give it to him. J.R. Smith, man, he will do anything for a bucket when he's in a drought. That, that guy loves Buckets. We all love Buckets. But <laughs> <laughs> he especially, I feel like, loves Buckets. I don't know him personally, but like, I I assume he loves the buckets more than most. And if he was going two for 10, three for 11, three for 12, and he was missing a bunch of shots, one for nine, he would do anything for the last bucket. He's like, oh, last bucket of the three seconds left in the NBA finals. Like, I need that last bucket. You know he's going to get the last bucket of the season. Like, sure. Can't, can't end on a drought. Like, Yeah. No, the world's on his shoulders at that point. So you got Kyrie... I got Kyrie. Yeah, I think or it's going to be Kyle Kyrie. Carver, or for the or, Cavs. Or, or J.R. Smith if he's 2 or 13. Well, you kind of put J.R. Smith I'm just, in I'm just 2 or 13 kidding. or running super hot. Either one. Well, let's look at Golden State then. But, but primarily Kyrie and then secondary Kyle Carver. Kyle Carver. Mm-hmm. As like kind of like the dark horse candidate for the game winner of this, you know, this, this hypothetical game seven that we all hope to happen. But what do you think about this one? Name your guy. For. Cavs for Cavs, yeah. I wanted to know your Golden State, but my guy for Cavs. Let me Cavs, hear your Cavs first, and we'll move on to Golden State. I just got Kyrie, and then anyone else second is just second. Maybe LeBron. Yeah. LeBron loves to take that last shot, even though he doesn't at the same time. Because you know LeBron, if it if it's a because in my opinion, if it's an uphill fight the whole time, and LeBron's just driving the hole and just doing everything he can, and he's like five of seven from threes, he's gonna take that last three. Yeah, oh, he's if, if he's, he's open, going, he's going to take it. Well, of Even course if he's, if he's not open, open, depending on who's guarding him, he he'll might want to take up. it just in case of, the, ma- just just of the matchup. And yeah. I trust it, and I trust it. So oh, Me too. So Kyrie and LeBron. Anyone else, like, you know, that just depends on how it comes out, you know? The tertiary option could always be anyone else on the team, essentially, is what you're saying. It goes Kyrie, LeBron, then maybe anyone else. Yep. All right, Golden State? Golden State. You know I only got one guy. Curry? No. Clay Thompson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't believe you didn't guess it on the first guess there. Kind of wanted Thompson. to feel you out. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to feel it out? Yeah, I wanted oh, to feel I thought you just go for the gold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clay Thompson. I, would, I wouldn't trust anyone more. If anyone on the planet for my life, if someone's t- or anything, you know, like you go and, hey, someone's going to shoot a shot and you're going to win a million dollars. It's going to be some crazy shot. Who do you want to take it? Clay Thompson. Give me Clay Thompson taking that shot. There's not even a question in my mind. Like, nah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Curry. Because he can get hot and do the circus act type of stuff. 
and that's fun. But or Kevin Durant, yeah, Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant, the only reason why Kevin no, Durant would have it is because no. he, he, Patrick, Patrick McCaw's getting it for KD. You can clap all give day. Ball. Give me the ball. You can clap all day. That doesn't mean you're getting the ball. Dion Waiters used to clap from the ball from KD back on OKC, and then KD decided to leave. And look what Dion Waiters became, man. If he just would have passed Dion Waiters the ball, maybe he wouldn't have had to leave for Oklahoma. To go to Golden State Warriors, you know? Yeah, that was a mistake. Dion Waiters oh. is great. He loves clapping. He loves right. professional clapper. So I got Curry. Curry is not a bad pick. It's not as good of a pick as Clay Thompson. Or Iguodala. Or, really? Ah, no, I'm just kidding. Was that a joke? That was a joke. All right, getting a little facetious, but that's fine. Because that almost wouldn't be funny. You know, it like, would be funny. I remember it would be funny. You're right, but it shouldn't be funny. I remember the year that he got MVP, Finals MVP. Yeah, Finals MVP. He was open on the corner with the three. Nobody was running at him. Nothing. Everybody was waiting for the rebound, and he looked around. Everybody's pretty much heavily guarded, and he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> takes the shot and he misses terribly. Like when he was on the 76ers, he was really good at that corner three. Or I remember him being anyway. Maybe I'm like just misremembering how good he was at the corner three. But I feel like he was always knocking him down when I was watching him on the 76ers. I thought Iguodala was a great scorer on the 76ers. I don't know what happened on Golden State. If it's just a confidence yeah. thing or just a lesson role. He's he was older. a good scorer. I mean, he was a good scorer. He wasn't a great scorer. No, no. He was forced into a number one option on a team. And he took that role pretty well, I think. But... Mm-hmm. I think his role on the Golden State Warriors much more suits his playing style. You know, you get that one-on-one defense. Like, talk about, like, who do you want to do? ISO situation, and you're guarding someone one-on-one for the last shot? Iggy, you know? Iggy Dada. I think Iggy's funny. You think what? I think he's funny. He's oh, got he's some, hilarious. He's got a funny personality. And I don't really play video games, especially, like, console games that much, but I know you do. And I was watching you play, was it 2K? What 2K were you playing the other day? 2K15? 2K16? 16. 2K16? A year behind. A year behind. That's fine. Whatever, man. <laughs> but, like, I saw Iguodala doing the motions, and he was doing, like, multiple legitimate taunts, like, that were, like, that he real. I've seen him do in live games. And it's awesome that, like, <laughs> animations come to that. Where he can do the one where he like grips his hand and kind of waves it like a snake in front of his jaw, like that's hilarious stuff. Like, right. Yeah. And I was just shocked to see it in the game. Like it was yeah. like, oh man, like this is bringing me back. <laughs> like yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, he's a, he's a jokester. There's a lot of those in the league for sure. But sometimes uh, people think it's a little bit of a negative thing. Depends on how far you go. I remember J.R. Smith untying people's shoelaces. Which I still love. Which is hilarious. Which I still <laughs> love. Oh, my God. So, if I had to make a even further prediction, saying Curry gets that last shot, I see Curry getting that last shot. Game six. Game six? Game six. You think the Golden State Warriors are going to win an NBA championship in Cleveland with a healthy Cleveland Cavaliers squad? Clutch shot. What? Yeah, dude. What? Yeah. LeBron's not affected by the road. Very few other players are not affected by the road. You think Golden State Warriors as a whole are affected by the road? I'd say more than the Cleveland Cavaliers as a whole. Because you have <laughs> LeBron who's not affected at all. Yeah. I mean, this dude locks in. Of course They're, he locks I, in. I, I just don't see him winning on the road. I see the Cavs winning on the road. In fact... I see the Cavs winning on the road 
and possibly five. I have a good feeling about five, but guaranteed six. Guaranteed six. We're not getting a game seven this year, and I think we're both agreeing on that. Yeah, I don't see a game seven. If it comes (laughs) down to a game seven... Well, hold on. Before we get to... Would you be surprised? Yeah, but before we get to the game seven, hypothetically, Mm -hmm. neither one of us have it going to game seven, but you have... Mm-hmm. Warriors is at six. six. Wow. Six. I think Cleveland wins their first. I th- I think what will happen is they take possibly game three or four. Who does? Cleveland. Three and four then. Three or four. So then they're and down then they three get the away game. And then they get game five. And yeah. then Golden State just locks it up in six. Yeah. I can see that happening, but I don't like that outcome. That's <laughs> Neither sure. do I, but I just... I, I know you don't. I, I just want to make that prediction so when I can say I'm right, I can just feel a little better about myself, maybe. You know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've heard... I just... I, 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 have I, you heard any of the numbers that like these different sites are giving out? Based on the Vegas odds, I guess if you can condense it down, the Vegas odds give about a 30% chance of the Cavaliers winning. Mm-hmm. But like some other like analytics stat crunching machine pumped out that the Cavaliers have something like a, an 8% chance Ugh. of winning. And it's just like, what? 8% is a little... A, how can you ever call LeBron the underdog? And B, these are the reigning champs with LeBron, the man you can never call the underdog. And it's like, I mean, I'm not saying like, in basketball, like... Well, it's... This is LeBron. LeBron <laughs> LeBron's not an underdog. They have to label someone as the underdog, unfortunately. But 8%, I saw something as oh, low 8% as 8%. 8% is ridiculous. I've seen, I've but seen things from about 8% to 34%, and that's not, the range I've seen. They're not considering the LeBron factor. <laughs> LeBron factor is unknown by any machine. It cannot uh, be predicted. No man can compete with the LeBron factor. But Stephen A. Smith. Uh-oh. Cleveland Cavaliers to win it. Uh-oh. The man is cursed. For the finals. He's cursed. For the finals. Yeah. So, how do you feel about Stephen A? I don't like him. You don't like him. <laughs> I so mean... And I love him. And I absolutely see, love him. I think he's one of the smartest basketball I first basketball started minds. watching uh, ESPN's... Uh, what was the show that he was on with? He's uh, still Skip on Bayless. First Take. So, Skip Bayless left when... Yeah, so it's still First or, Take. Un- I don't really watch Skip Bayless, but it's still First Take. Now it's First Take with Max Kellerman. Right. So, First Take when I had Skip Bayless... I like Stephen A. Smith more than Skip Skip Bayless at that time. Yeah, Skip Bayless. I mean, he's an he acquired was just taste. such an acquired taste, and I don't really. I like enjoy him. him, but I don't like him like I like Stephen A. Smith. But I definitely enjoy Skip Bayless. Like, I liked him on first take. I just don't like his predictions, and even Skip Bayless. Some of these players that they seem to favor, or even call like their favorites or who they say is like the most dominant player sometimes just takes me back i'm just like whoa yeah like who are these guys like man they get these old dogs out of here every (laughs) no but that's i mean skip's a little old i mean i'm not calling Stephen a smith an old dog though man skip's maybe an old dog like but but like Stephen a smith's not an old dog yet like i mean (laughs) like and I think he's one of the greatest basketball minds, but he has a horrible finals record, and I know that's why you made that little joke back there. Right. So, like, do you know off the top of your head how many has been? I feel like it's been at he's least five. He's gotten six wrong. It's six? Six in I a knew row. it was at least five. 
And I think it's because he picks a little bit from his heart, you know? I think I think he's a really, like, down-to-earth probably guy and pretty, like, level and intelligent with his emotions. But, like, when it comes to the finals, he goes all heart. And I think that might be his problem because it's easy to go hard. I think I'm going heart right now, and that might be my problem right now because I have calves too, and I just feel like I'm going a little bit too much from the heart. I see what the Golden State Warriors are doing. I'm not blind, you know? Like, yeah, I'm going from the gut. You're going from the gut. You're going from the gut. Smart man. Ain't got nothing from the heart right now for the calves, unfortunately. Ooh. I'm you gotta sorry. have love, though. I do, I do. I love LeBron and Kyrie, but... And you even know about the LeBron factor. Now, I understand why people <laughs> would be going for the Warriors who maybe haven't had the revelation of the, re- the of the LeBron factor yet in their life, but you know about the LeBron factor, and you're still going for the Warriors. That says something about how confident you are in that team. I am not a fan of Golden State in any way, shape, or form. I just really am not. It's not because I'm anti-bandwagoner i'm not trying to jump on the bandwagon of everyone who hates golden state it's just i like lebron i've seen lebron go up against his team twice so to me it's a rivalry they're statting kevin durant and seeing the way they're operating it's going to be tough although i love how cleveland's playing undoubtedly they're healthy. They got Darren Williams. They got Derek Williams. They got all these just like they minor key role players that Derek they Williams. they don't use Derek so Williams good. anymore. But he's like so great. Yeah, like, I mean, good for a role player. No, good he's for great a for a role player. Obviously, he's the third stringer. Great for a guy who gets three minutes. Whew. Yeah, energy player. Oh yeah, quality minutes occasionally. I mean, I think. Derek Williams should uh, stay on the Cavaliers even if he gets a bigger offer somewhere else just to increase his worth that much. If the Cavaliers offer him less, someone else offers him a little bit more, he should be staying with the Cavs and letting LeBron really make him into a star because if the Cavs can lock him up for a two- or three-year deal, he's still young after that, and then he can get a max, max, fat-ass deal and be super happy. Get paid. Yeah, and have and and learn from LeBron, like learn from this great player. And the Cavs kind of did revitalize his career. I think he could do something in these finals here, like have a have a game that he's the it factor for the Cavs. He pushes them over the top to win. Maybe something defensively or just explosive on the offense. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd like to see Derek Williams do more than just play three minutes. And if he does only play three minutes, hopefully something really cool. Because that guy, he works hard. Yeah, he does. I mean, he definitely worked his way back into the league. So uh, you got him in six, Golden State Warriors in six. I'm, I'm going to be conservative here, and I want to say Cavs in five so bad, but I'm going to say Cavs in six. I'm, let's lock it in. Let's lock both of our uh, picks in here. Make them official. You are? Golden State Warriors in six. Okay, Andy. I like it. And I am Cavaliers in... I guess this is the official time. I'm going to make it official. Cavaliers in five. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. Cavaliers in five. Official. Um, Before we wrap it up here, you want to talk just for a couple minutes? There's like this interesting kind of rumor, story, lawsuit, combo about James Harden that involves him taking out what's allegedly like a hit according to like the articles I've read but it sounds more like a hit of an assault more like than a hit of a 
of a murder, but he took a hit out on Moses Malone Jr. because of a tweet or a Facebook post that Moses Malone Jr. made. Yeah, about some uh, shoes or something or another about, you know... Uh, about the price of his yeah. summer league camp, right? Like he has like some summer league camp oh, for a kid. Right, right. Yeah, it's two forty nine for the for the basketball camp. That's two forty nine for the basketball camp. Exactly. Good call there, Andy. Um, two forty nine for the basketball camp, and he's like arguing that inner city, a legitimate argument. He's arguing inner city kids can't afford that. Underprivileged kids can't afford that. Poor kids can't afford that, and. That's fair. James Harden doesn't need that kind of money. You know what's two? What's two forty nine a kid? Unless he's bringing in like ten thousand kids, he doesn't. That that's that money drops in a bucket of big money water. James Harden has, and like some witnesses said that James Harden was pretty pissed. But Moses Malone Jr. makes this Facebook post. The next day, they're leaving a club, a strip club, I guess, that both Moses Malone Jr. and James Harden frequent, and. He gets jumped, gets robbed of what? Like, did they say 10000 15000 in jewelry or something? Like, in, in cash and belongings? A few watches, a necklace and a wallet? Yeah, it was... Phone, maybe two? It, the, the number on the merchandise that was stolen isn't um, something I'm aware of, but the hit itself was $20,000. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. So, like, the security guard, James Harden allegedly paid 20 grand for the security guard to hire, like, some dudes. three or four criminals. Yeah, like some street criminals Something. to jump this guy, Moses Malone, and send him a message. And Moses Malone Jr., is Moses Malone Jr., mm-hmm. says that they even mentioned the Facebook post in the beating, somewhere along the beating. <laughs> and now he's suing James Harden for, like, a million or like even more than a million like which i mean i guess like realistically if the hit was 20,000 a million's not that unreasonable like it should be a like it should be like quite a bit substantially more than whatever the hit was if the guy can pay 20,000 for the alleged hit a million seems fair but does this even seem like something James Harden would do like or is it just like a matter of circumstance and like it's just weird, and like these witnesses are saying, he James Harden did seem pissed. Like, do you think this is something he would do? I mean, well, we're gonna let the courts decide, but let's gossip here. Let's gossip. I gossip, hate doing it. Gossip. gossip, gossip. Yes. Yeah, not a big gossiper. Not big on the gossip. So James Harden. But something is here. Is ne- I don't know. I don't think that I'd see him as being someone that malicious, but. Man, behind closed doors, who knows what any of these players are really like. The only person that I feel super confident in is, like, LeBron James because he's got, like, a great family and he's, like, so close to this family and he's so open with, you know, um, helping out his just, you know, his hometown. And I mean, his, let's, not, let's, not get it, let's not get it twisted here. LeBron James has sent more kids to college and paid for their college than Donald Trump who claims to be a billionaire or multi-millionaire. LeBron James is, like, the epitome of what people... Like, the exact image people are looking for when you want a star player. Like, not only is the best player in the world the best player in the world, like you said, he is a family man. He sends tons of indigent kids to college and pays for their education. Like, that's an amazing thing that he's doing. I don't know if James Harden's that heavily involved. I mean, yeah, I know, no. like, Russell Westbrook has his whole book program, and he yeah. opens all these libraries all libraries all over town, and, like, 
I'm just not researched enough to know what James Harden does. Like, I know that John Wall donates a lot. I know he donates a lot to the team and just uh, causes. I know that, like, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade. Like, there's so many people in the league that are going to do it probably for, you know, the silver lining aspect of... But also because it's the right thing to and do. it's the right thing to do. So I think a lot of them really do feel like giving back to Harden. But let me hold up real just, just real quick. So you said you didn't know about James Harden because you're not researched enough. I said the same thing. I don't really know about James Harden that because I'm not researched enough. But me and you both just named off three or four, two, three or four superstars each, legitimate superstars each mm-hmm. that we didn't even have to do research on, and we knew right. were giving charity and like active in the community and like building these high character even if they are personas they're building these high character personas but it may be their legitimate intentions and emotions we don't know chris paul's another great mention you know grant hill is another great mention when his playing days were going um so like if james harden was doing a lot of this stuff maybe we'd be hearing more about it well because and i'm just thinking this kind of off the top of my head here i don't mean to be rude to james harden if i haven't heard of the charitable things he's doing but just based on the fact that we both knew of some off the top of the head, would make sense that we'd hear about this for another superstar if he was doing it all the time. Right. So that being said, um, two forty nine for a basketball camp. Like you said, it's not like he's taking like probably thousands of kids. Like it's no, probably a limited amount of children. Yeah. And, like, how heavily involved is James Harding going to be? He's probably pretty heavily involved. It's, like, probably, like, a week camp, and he's probably there, like, five days. So, like, really, what what is he spending any money on? Just his time? Like, come on, dude. Like, 249 for a camp? Like, you could probably you can afford just give that back. You just... can just give those five days back or three days back to the community. So, Everyone show up for free. Any kid who's a good baller show up for free. So it does seem a little ridiculous that if he was upset... That he would take it this far, but I don't know. The guy charges money for a basketball camp when you you're a you're a star. You should probably be working on your image, no matter how great of a person you are, because it's constantly you're under the you're under the you know magnifying glass all the time. People are always going to be speculating and looking at your life. So when yeah. it's this easy to be just irresponsible bad judgment i don't know I, I don't i don't doubt it i guess yeah but i hope it's a coincidence i don't doubt it but i hope it's a coincidence if moses malone jr isn't lying about what they said about the facebook post i don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind so it comes down to is moses malone jr lying or did this really happen and there's really only two answers to that either they mentioned the facebook post or they didn't yeah and hopefully the courts will be able to determine the truth and I, I, who knows how this can go? You yeah, know, that, I really don't want any we'll outcome. See. And I don't know the outcome because it could be something as odd or off the wall that, like, yeah, yeah James and that Harden bouncer, was involved. That alleged bouncer, but, he could snitch. You know, right. he could say, "Hey, James Harden did pay me twenty grand to do this," and he could even say it if it wasn't true, if it meant reduced sentence. You know, he could throw James Harden under the bus for it not being true. Right. But, or it could be true. I mean, that's what's always crazy about situations like this. They're, they suck to analyze. We shouldn't have done this topic. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. Whatever. Um, I think we're both excited to watch the finals. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm excited to see this team that's going to probably 
keep having final appearances for years to come. Cool. We'll do another podcast before the finals is over, right? After maybe game two or maybe game three, depending on what's happening. We'll squeeze another one in, give our updated opinions. Uh, is there anything else you want to throw on to this one? I think that about wraps it up. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, again, we are Spitting Hoops. I am Matt. And I'm Andy. We love giving you the newest basketball flavor. We're going to wrap it up for tonight. We'll see you soon. And as always, if you want to hit us up on email or Twitter, you can always do that at spittinghoops on Twitter or spittinghoops at gmail.com if you want to email us. And we'll uh, try to work whatever you want us to work into the next show. Peace.